Welcome, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Andy Bush and Louise Maloney here with the A to Z of the 90s. Uh, we just need to deal with some stuff before we mm. get going. I've just made you a cup of tea, as yeah. we do in every episode. You do before every episode, yeah. I make you a cup of tea before every episode. Uh, you've said it's not a bad cup of tea, but there's no sweetener in it this yeah. time. Yeah. Of all, I mean, I know only a few episodes into this, but I've never put sweetener in your tea. Were you thinking I put sweetener in yeah. it before? No, never. Oh my God, because I am trying to wean myself off sweetener. Yeah. And so maybe you've just been behind the scenes making that happen the last few weeks. I haven't even noticed. I thought I thought I said, I have a really, as you know, difficult tea order. Yes. Which you try to fight against each week. I won't uh-huh. allow it. It's a decaf tea with uh-huh. plant-based milk. Infuriating. <laughs> just, I hate you even just saying it. And a little sweetener. And so you haven't been putting a little sweetener in each week. But like That's you to cl- punish me, isn't it, Bush? You don't, you don't need it. Clearly you don't. didn't realise it, it wasn't in there. No, so I, I'm going to start as I mean to go on and we've done it today. Done who, it. who has sweeteners, though, in 2022? Maybe I'm just not a sweetener girl anymore. Maybe this is it. Is this time to knock on the head? It really is. We've done it. And you've gone on a nice, healthy holiday. Let's talk about that. You've, you've had a nice bit of a break, haven't you, Louise? I have. Do you ever come back from, <laughs> ever come back from holiday and think, God, I was terrible company on that holiday? Why, why were you bad hol- because, uh, company? Because I would like... We'd have breakfast and then I'd, we'd go to the loungers and I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to listen to the... Oh, I'd give anything yeah, for that. Yeah, I know. And then I, and then I wake up for lunch and then I'd say, okay, I'm going to go back, I'm gonna go back and I'm going to read my... So you just slept on different the first items. three days, all those lovely, warm, sunny naps that you wake up. A little bit of drool, but it's okay because everyone's having a little bit of drool by the pool. Yeah, drool by the pool. Drool by the pool. And uh, one of those where I came home being like, probably wasn't the best company on that. That's fine though. It, it was. And then also, uh, which I'd love to do in London, not possible, sea swim every single day. You were doing lots of sea swimming. Every morning, dunking the head in, just getting involved, letting the waves crash on my face, <laughs> screaming in, wanting more. Come on. It really was, it was very like that. Sometimes, though, when I've been in there amongst waves, big waves, we went mm. on holiday to uh, Tenerife, remember, and the waves were big. Sometimes I, I, I goad the waves. You've been in the waves and goad waves? That's exactly what I was doing. Give me what you Come got. Come on! Is this all you got? Come on! Are you not entertained? Yes, precisely. So I felt like a water baby. I'm back now. I do have to ask you a very important question. Go on then. And we're tackling seas, but this isn't a 90s thing. Crocs, yay or nay? Not in a million years. Crocs with socks? No, not in a million years. I'm really sorry to tell you something. What? You haven't, have you? I've I've got, I'm a croc and sock girl now. Was this because of the holidays? This happened during the holidays? So last year I went to Croatia and they've only got stony beaches there. So I bought a pair of crocs just for that, right? Just right. to be practical. Oh. And I stuck to it. A couple of months ago, I needed to go get decaf tea bags ofs and I just needed a pair of shoes to run to the shop put on the Crocs that's how it starts that's how it starts I was like these are insanely comfortable somebody told me the little holes is where your soul (laughs) seeps out I don't give a shit I love them and do you wear socks with them or you just so now I wear a socklet with them oh my god I know, I'm going to wear them for you next week wear a little socklet and then um, and the girls are disgusted with me good absolutely because they've been disowned look don't knock it till you try it. That's all. I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just so con- we're we're at sea now, so it's too late to turn back. If I'd have known this right at the beginning of this series, then it might have been completely different. But it's weird you should say it because the amount of my friends on our little lads WhatsApp group that I've got who've just come out of the crawled out the woodwork, uh, admitting that they wear Crocs out of the Croc closet. It is. So look, you're listening to this now. Cards on the table. Get in touch on Twitter at Bush on the Radio or Andy Bush Radio if you're on Instagram. Are you like Louise and you're a secret croc lover? Not even that secret anymore. I'm out. Outrageous. Let's get on with it.
Right then, let's do this. In the A to Z of the 90s, this week, been looking forward to it, dealing with stuff beginning with C. Louise, kick us off. Okay. Um... I feel like I say this in every episode, but one of the most important things that is going to go into the A to Z of the 90s is beginning with C, and it is cassettes. Oh my God, I used to love, love cassettes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loved a cassette. Obviously had been around for a while. So in the early 90s, right, say about 1993, yep. they were just about being phased out by CDs. Mm-hmm. But the Walkman came along just before that and made cassettes huge. And I think there was nothing else before cassettes that made you be able to take the radio with you independently and listen on your own until the Sony Walkman came along and we had cassettes. So, I mean, I remember like I used to tape stuff off the TV yeah. quite a bit. TV, um, really? Okay. Well, for example, uh, if... I mean, I was a big fan of, like, certain TV theme tunes. Mm-hmm. So, remember Airwolf? Mm-hmm. Used to tape that. If you listen to the eight set of growing up in the eighties, talked about that a lot. Put my my dad had one of those old fashioned, you know, those big long kind of cassette recorder things mm-hmm. uh, with like holes, perforated holes in the end of it. Used to put that next to the TV recorder theme tune. Amazing. I used to try and just record the charts off the radio on it. Yes. And apparently, this was the birth of music plagiarism. What do you this mean? Is the invention of cassettes basically birthed music plagiarism. Well, the thing is, though, I remember there was a big rumour at school that if you'd, you know, tape the charts, as everyone did, right? If you tape the charts, that there was a chance that, like, a SWAT team was going to come <laughs> yeah, down out of the sky. No. And they were like, arrest your mum and dad. Do you remember that like, panic? Yeah. Oh, oh, no. I recorded aha. Am I going to be in trouble? Oh. It's so funny and it's so true. But, I mean, I have to say, like, you know, being... My granny used to drive me around a lot. It sounds weird, but we used to go okay. on, on day trips and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I would... She was, you know, a great woman, but at some point I had to put on my Walkman and listen to, you know, just to drown it out Was there conversations that you didn't want to hear? <laughs> exactly. Were you going up and down the border, that kind of thing? <laughs> so I'd stick on the Walkman and just be like, this is the most incredible invention ever. Like, back in the 90s, I really thought listening to music independently that nobody else can hear because yeah. you've got your headphones on was amazing. I'm still in awe of it now and I'm on the tube and everyone's listening to their music. I'm like, this is incredible. So, I mean, have you still the skills of, of properly rewinding a tape if it's spooled out slightly oh, with our so pencil in there? it's satisfying, isn't it? It's a shame that you can't do that anymore. You know, like people say that um, vinyl's got its own kind of, you can tell that's on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done that same experiment with cassette tape. If it's on a CDK90 or something, can, can you tell that's a cassette tape? Or? The only thing I can kind of think about in reference to that is, you know, when it comes to the end of the tape yep. and it's just, you can hear it kind of run out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then you switch it out. Do you remember we have to switch it over to side that. B? I love that. It's an amazing <laughs> thing. I really want to be interviewed by someone in the future where it's on cassette. You know, like all the, you know, if you watch any like true crime drama stuff now, it's all the actual police recording right. of it. Yeah. But not, not, not having done any crime or anything like that. So. Well. We'll see and watch the space. <laughs> I was going to say. But there was a real, I don't know, there was a real sort of, it's all about instant gratification these days. Great back in the day. Having a tape, having your Walkman, flicking it around to uh, side B, all good. In the A to Z of the 90s, C is for cassette tape. Right then, also, in the A to Z of the 90s, you've been talking about cassettes. I'll give you another C. What about CDs? Yeah, so this is, I guess, the direct follow-on from cassettes. Well, there was this big thing, right? It was all about cassettes for a while. Then there was this kind of rumour that this new tech was going to come along, and it was CDs. Mm. It was an amazing thing. And I remember buying my first CD. I think it was um, Brothers in Arms, the Dire Straits album. That's a great first CD. What a cool guy I am. Yeah. But there was a rumour that... Uh, and in the 90s and 80s as well, were full of loads of little rumours that kind of spread like wildfire on the schoolyard. But did you hear this rumour that um, apparently if you threw a CD on the floor it made the sound quality better. Did you hear that? 
What a ridiculous urban myth that is. I don't Hang know if on. it is an urban myth. Maybe it's true I never tried it. So you just throw it like the CD out of its case on the floor. Get out of its case and just go... Surely that would scratch it. I know, but apparently it was like invincible. Invincible. Well, I know it wasn't invincible. Do you remember listening to CDs in a CD Walkman? I know we're talking a lot about Worst Walkmans invention. tonight. Worst I used invention. to carry one around like a waitress. I know, because they flipping <laughs> jumped. jumped, even if you just breathed. I used to hate those things. Worst bit of tech ever, that is. If you're listening to this now and you've got a nostalgia for CD Walkmans, I want to meet you up and meet up and fight with you. And then other stuff about CDs, very quickly. Uh, I used to shave with a CD. What do you mean? So if you shave in the shower, yeah. right, we, me and my brother would use an old CD that you can use the mirror on the back of it as, as like a, a mirror. Oh, my God. Isn't that an amazing thing? And then, huh? this is if you've got wasteful CDs, don't need CDs anymore, um, also tie them together and they made amazing ornaments in no, the back no, no. garden. Which this is like harking back to Arshtak now. <laughs> keep, we are not doing that. Keep birds away and stuff. <laughs> In the A to Z of the 90s, C is also for CDs. Bush, how bored were you in the 90s? Really, I didn't have a lot going on. It took me ages to get a girlfriend. <laughs> hit us with another one, Lomo. Okay, going to hit you with a film, right? Uh, one of the best films of the 90s. One of the, one of the best films of the 90s. One of the best films of the 90s was Clueless. I've never now, seen it. Okay, interesting. I've never I was going to say, have you seen it? No. No. It's. I, ha- I saw it back in the day. I actually saw it in the cinema. And then last year, a friend came around and she was like, do you want to watch Clueless? I was like, oh my <laughs> God, yeah, why not? It's aged so well. Still really funny. Still really quirky. And then if you're a girl growing up in the 90s like I was, she had, Alicia Silverstone had the most incredible wardrobe, right? Yes. She had a computer. And she would swipe on the computer all of the tops she had. And then she would swipe all the skirts she had and she would match up the outfit uh, uh, put it into the computer and the wardrobe would spit out the outfit and like that's what we were all hoping would be invented by the year 2022 where the hell is that now? Another disappointment about modern technology Uh, so I mean was it a few was it like sci-fi this thing? No, it was just a, it was just a, literally a, a home PC that had all of her outfits in it, and she way she was like it was like the first Tinder but for clothes. Oh my lots word. of swiping, yes. lots of swiping, and then she chose the perfect outfit outfit all together, and then the wardrobe gave her the outfit. It was incredible. Like it was like nothing we'd ever seen. Every girl my age drooling over that wardrobe situation. That's the thing that should have been on Tomorrow's World. Um, mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Where's Alicia Silverstone now? I don't know. I think she was. I know, and she was just. She's a '90s icon. In fairness, she is. And that was the first time I was introduced to Paul Rudd, the ageless Benjamin Button man, who just never ages. Still looks 19 years old today. He still looks good. And I'm telling you, if you haven't watched Clueless in a while, it's on Netflix, as far as I know. Get it out, watch it, you won't be disappointed. C is for Clueless. Right, I think it's about time we get another celebrity on. So far, we've had uh, Patsy Kensett, absolute icon. Um, Denise Van Outen last week yep. as well. How are we going to top that, Louise? Can we? I don't know if we can, but maybe we can. Do you know what? We absolutely can. Come on, let's do this. So uh, I, I did a rummage through my Rolodex. Is that what they were called? Yeah, Rolodex, yeah. Well done. <laughs> Rolodex. Did you put that in to see the 80s, that back in your last series? It wasn't in there. I'll go oh, back in and do, add it in. Do, do, do. I'll, add, I'll add that in. And so today, Andrew Bushenfeld, we are hearing from uh-huh. Sarah Cox. Coxie! Coxie, indeed. Now, she's not called Coxie anymore. No. She is Sarah Cox, Sarah Cox, one of the best broadcasters in the country, if I do say so myself. She is a legend, and she's, she's another one of those people that doesn't look any different from ages ago. Oh, she's an absolute babe. Absolute babe. Shall we hear what one of her favourite memories is from the 1990s? Let's have this. 
Hi, Louise. Hi, Andy. It's me, Sarah Cox. I was very much hatched like a little scrawny chick into showbiz 90s. And wow, what a decade. People say if you can remember the 90s, you weren't there. But I was definitely there. Well, I know I was there because I've seen it in Heat magazine. Now, there was many special moments in the 90s. Backstage at Top of the Pops where Liam Gallagher called me a slag because I'd named his wife Patsy Kensit as one of my girly shows, Wanker of the Week. However, I must say, I did bump into Patsy at Nobu and she was so lovely about it and was just the most gorgeous woman. So thank you very much, Patsy. You're the best. A moment that sort of is... Uh, seared into my mind forever, possibly the most 90s image ever, was I was at the Met Bar. I imagine I was there with Donna Air and possibly a full set of Appleton sisters. Also there, Wyclef Jean. For some reason, he was there showing off on a big Harley Davidson. And there's a paparazzi shot somewhere of me sat with Wyclef Jean astride his Harley Davidson outside the Met Bar. And to just really top off that 90s-ness, I think, I probably definitely was wearing a boot cut jean oh so 90s there is not one thing that i don't love about that voice note that is an amazing thing just that scenario uh, sarah cox has painted for us there of imagine hanging out at the met bar with wycliffe jean on his harley davison i know it's as it's as 90s as you can get and also we need to come up with a collective noun for a gaggle of appleton sisters (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's so much love for the Appletons. And there's also, in fairness, so much love on this podcast for Patsy. Yes. I mean, even like Sarah Cox loves Patsy too. But I love the idea of like Liam Gallagher coming backstage and uh, calling Sarah slag. I know. That is something for the memoirs, isn't it? It is. I, I would love, um, I'd love to be friends with Liam. So I'd, I'd I. like him to be my friend. Do you know what I mean? Apparently he drinks a lot in one pub in Hampstead. I'm sure we could find out what it is and we could just start hanging out there all the time funny you should say that when the last time I was over that way me and my brother were walking to um, I think we were going to have some breakfast somewhere and he jogged past in his tracky bottoms and stuff so he definitely definitely lives around that way he jogs he does jog yeah Jesus he does backwards jogging shut up he does honestly I swear I read that Liam Gallagher got into this craze this fad of of jogging backwards because it's better for you (laughs) it's true and that's not a rumour like uh, throwing CDs on the floor to make the sound quality better so thank you so much to Sarah Cox because uh, I loved all of that. I also love the fact that she says if you remember the 90s you weren't there and the only reason she knows she was there is because she was in Heat magazine. You can't get any more 90s no. than that. Sarah Cox, what about that? What celebrity guests will we have on next week? I mean, there's so much pressure now, isn't there, Bush? It is. We've actually made a rod for our own backs. <laughs> right then, I've got another one for you. Go on. Beginning with C mm-hmm. in the 90s. Curtains hairstyles. Oh. Do you remember yeah. the curtains hairstyle f- kind of fad craze? Mm-hmm. Did you have it? I didn't. I couldn't do it. Why? Because my hair grows upwards like a like a bird's nest. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my hair just goes up. Do you have a kind of a kink to your hair there? Is it kind of a bit curly bush? It's quite curly. Yeah. I think if I let it go, I'd look like um, Bamba Gascoigne. <laughs> 
or Art Garfunkel. You could put a million, a million biros in the curls of my hair if it was to grow out. So I've always been very, very gen- uh, like jealous of people who, who can do curtains hairstyles. If you want to try and form in your mind who I'm thinking of here with 90s curtain hairstyles, um, very iconic one was the, the Scottish fella, in the one-hit wonder Soup Dragons. Do you remember him? Vaguely. Black and white stripy shirt. I'm free to do what I uh, want. Yeah, yeah. And pop my hair. Here's a big <laughs> hair, big hair part. It was like the Red Sea. Or was it the Dead Sea? Which one did they part in the Bible? The Dead Sea? I'm not too sure. Do you know who I'm thinking of, though, with the curtain haircut? Go on, then. I'm going to Google what sea they parted in the Bible. Go on. So if you were... Uh, if you were a girl of a certain age growing up right. in the 90s the curtains haircut uh, is the first person I thought of is Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys he's who I've got written down no right? way he's the next guy here he okay. had an incredible blonde mane it's a mane of hair I know very thick very so, thick so like it hair. stood away from his head quite a bit I mean that must have been um, uh, an industrial amount of uh, wet look gel from yeah. a local 24 hour garage also I would have to say um, I know you have a list of my girl crushes which is fair uh, yeah. but he has has to be number one on the boy crushes from me growing up uh, listening to the Backstreet Boys. What, Nick Carter? Absolutely obsessed. Had a po- poster of him on the bedroom and everything. Shirt on, no t-shirt on underneath, just bare skin, not a hair between them. <laughs> not a hair on the chest oh, between them. And it was <laughs> and it was very sexy for a 13, 14 year old girl. That's even worse. It right? awakened something in me, but. Oh, my Lord. And there, I just wanted to confirm it was the Red Sea. Oh, it was the Red Sea. Thank you for that. I had to read about the Bible whilst you were lusting over Nick Carter. Something really unholy That's why about we it. do this. One other final one to chuck in there about um, um, curtains Tony Mortimer from our very own East 17. You know, sometimes people tried to do curtains but couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So what they would do was gel the front part of their hair so it looked like spiders. Yeah. Little spider's legs dangling onto, almost making connection with the top of their eyebrows. That's what Tony's was like. Listener, I just wish you could see Bush because he does an impression of hair, of this hair so well. He does it so well. Love it, little tickly front bit. There you go. In the 80s out of the 90s, C is for curtains. Sorry, I just have my tea there. That was quite a long glug, wasn't it? (laughs) I enjoy it. How many seconds of sipping do you take in each (laughs) mouthful? I really enjoyed that. Okay, I've got another tea for you. You drink that tea like the tiger that comes to tea when it has uh, all of Daddy's beer. God, that is so creepy. I don't like that, Bush. Stop slagging me. Can I move on to the next tea? Do it. This is just a little quickie. Go on. Car chases. What's the 90s was the era of car chases. I think it was because I remember watching the O.J. Simpson car chase, I think on Sky News. Oh, yes. Back in 1994. Slow speed? Uh, what do you mean? He just went really slow. Not on what well, you weren't watching the slow speed. <laughs> he went really slow. Do you think? Yeah, he did. So how come they didn't just overtake them because he was a big celeb, as I call them? The celeb didn't get like... Basically, if it had been a normal person, they right. would have just pulled in in front of him, pulled him off the road. It was like every police car in the world was following at twenty miles an hour. I know. I don't know why. Do you not think it just looked slow from where we were watching it at home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he was just going slow. Was he actually? Yeah. Okay. It, genuinely. Well, anyway, I missed them. Everyone would stop what they were doing. They would sit down on the couch, and I just haven't seen one in decades. I haven't seen a good car chase in a while, actually. See? But, you know, talking of that O.J. Simpson trial... Go on. I wanted to add another one in for C, is CNN. Okay, yeah. The rolling news network mm. kind of came to life in the late 80s, I think beginning of the 90s. But I would sit up in the evening with my mum, Geraldine, having a glass of whiskey. I mean, she'd have a glass of whiskey. I was, I was, gonna I was going to say, school. What age were you? But we'd sit up and watch stuff. So we watched mm. the first Iraq war on mm. CNN. 
And then later on down the line, I think 95 was the O.J. Simpson trial, every single night with Judge Ito. Do you mm. remember him? And I remember every Barry Sheck for the defence and everything. I mean, it was just it was just unbelievable. But it was like the dawn of rolling TV news and I, we couldn't get enough of it. Is that the station that, like, no matter what is happening, it's called breaking news? Always breaking news. Yeah, always breaking news. Everything's breaking news. Yeah. CNN in the 80s of the 90s for C. And car chases. And, of course, slow-speed car chases. <laughs> One of the finest things about doing this podcast is that you guys get to get involved and give your suggestions as well. Uh, this week, we've got Lee, who's got a suggestion for someone beginning with C. Take it away, Lee. Hi, Bush and Louise. Lee here. On your list for C, you definitely need to add the Cabbage Patch Kids. And for anyone who doesn't know what they are, they were very popular dolls in the 1990s. They were very creepy, strange-looking, half-man, half-vegetable, with squashed faces. A couple of facts. They were originally known as Little People, and in 1992, they were the first official mascot of the US Olympic team, and each doll is stamped on its left bum cheek. And if you have one stamped on the right bum cheek, apparently it's a collector's item, or it's probably more likely a cheap copy from a market. What about that, Lee? What a fantastic wow. fact. I never knew that about the butt cheeks. Oh, it's Lee again. <laughs> Sorry. So I never knew that about the butt cheeks. What an amazing thing. Oh my god! I never. I love the way he's got. He's brought us something from the nineties and given us a brilliant fact. Now, did you have a cabbage patch doll? Yeah, I did. I just had to. It wasn't at the forefront of my memory bush. I had to just Google it. And be like, of course, I had a cabbage patch doll. Very, very weird looking. Kind of like, quite like like gorgeous chubby cheeks. But like he's right. right half man, half vegetable. It looks like it'd have your eye out. Look at this one's hair bush. Oh, that's weird. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know what they look like? Do you remember? You know, there's like a weird, creepy. Um, I'd say sometimes Devonshire. Um, art thing of filling ladies' tights with soil. Pardon? Have you seen that before? Oh, sorry. Where, <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I kind of, I got distracted and I just heard the back end of that. So do you want to fill me in on that? Well, I swear I've been to like garden centres and that in Devon where they do this thing where they fill ladies' tights with soil and then twist them. And what's the... And they make people. They make faces out oh, of Oh, I know. And the hair, the grass grows out. Grasses the hair. Uh, yes, I did have one of them too. Very yeah. similar to Cabin. <laughs> God, I just thought, no one else remember that? It was just me. Um, and they are similar to the Cabbage, pa- cabbage Patch dolls' faces. That's it. So that's quite weird. Yeah. They, they do look weird. They look like one of those things where um, if you doll, you know, weird dolls sat in houses and bedrooms, flash of lightning, the doll's head turns like out of pole, guys, the movie. <laughs> I swear I read somewhere as well that the, the mouths would eat stuff and that's oh, why they had to discontinue them. Stop. Like it was chewing things. I don't mean like a ghost, but it had like a moving mouth. Some of them had moving mouths. You might want to, if you're listening to this and you've you've heard the rumour, again, this 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 series... Very rumoury. This episode's a lot of lot of rumours going mm. on, uh, that Cabbage Patch dolls uh, had to be discontinued because they were eating people's hair. <laughs> Please get in touch. In their sleep. In their sleep. Now, uh, did you guys have Clark's foot store? Foot store. Did you guys have Clark's shoe store in England, yeah? Yes. I yes, thought it was did. an Irish thing, no? You thought Clark's was Irish? Yeah. No, they're, they're worldwide, aren't they? Okay, so basically Clark's was the only shoe shop in Ireland for right. like a very, very, for too many years. Yep. So it was the end of August destination, going back to school, Ugh. go to Clark's, get your get your shoes, your school shoes. Do you remember they used to make you put your foot in a thing? Oh, like, a, like uh, uh, no, <laughs> why are you doing that? Is this bringing back bad memories? I absolutely hate that thing. What do you mean? It was like uh, being, having your foot encased in a tomb. I know. And they'd squeeze the, the clapperboard on, on, onto your nails. Mm. And then as if that wasn't bad enough, this old lady, she's always an old, like, beryl-looking mm-hmm. woman with old kind of 1960s glasses and a beehive of hair. She, with her cold hands, would 
like, like elastic strap. Over the kind of... Top of your foot. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay, so we've all been through that. Okay. Oh. So Clark's, I think, definitely has to be there. Also, I always wanted a shoe with just a little bit of a heel never allowed there was a gorgeous pair of shoes called um, well not called but they were bike kickers they uh-huh. had a bit of a black heel on them they were black they were perfect for school eventually was allowed to buy them but it took years to convince my parents to be able to buy just a, like a little bit of a heel on what's a wrong with a bit of a heel I think my well look at the way you've talked about heels on this podcast the way you say it, it accentuates the back of a lady's calf it does I don't think my parents wanted 12 year old Louise <laughs> to have a bit of a heel on her school shoe do you know what I don't like about school shoes right and we're going to go through this now because my, my um, middle daughter is getting to nearly being at school age and everything um, why do they always have to look orthopedic I know why do school shoes have to look orthopedic they're so lame looking aren't they they're really lame I know I can't sell it to her I don't want to get her in like you know riled up about it as well but they do look lame man we should have better we should have Heelys Heelys for everyone Heelys that's it God bless Heelys and do you know what talking about um, Clarks and school shoes and that horrible trip with your mum round Mm. the big shops before you then go back to school for the new term I'm going to chuck in another thing beginning with C C and A do you remember CNA? No, fill me in on this now. It's a, a department store mm. in England. It was in England. I think oh, we didn't have that. Strangely still in the continent, actually, at the moment. Got you. Which is a weird thing. But it's where we would go to go and get our school uniform. So it was like a mall? Or... It, it was just like a big shop. So oh, one big shop. Okay. A bit like Debenhams or something like that. Gotcha. So CNA, and then you go in there and you get your um, classic school uniform stuff for a new term, such mm. as um, crimpoline old ladies' trousers you can light a match off uh, with a crease that you could cut a newspaper in half with on the front and then a dead itchy jumper. What was your what was your uniform at school? Did you have a nice Do you really uniform? want to know? Go on. We were only talking about this on the holiday. It was a burgundy pinafore. Do you know what a pinafore is? I don't know what a pinafore is. So a pinafore is like a long skirt with like a top attached to it. Right. So we'd have, um, it was totally weird, white socks, black shoes, uh-huh. uh, a pinafore with a cream shirt. That's not right, is it? It gets way worse. A tie, Ooh. okay, a cardigan, <laughs> okay. Taking no Are you chances. ready for this? Yep. A gabardine. And a beret with a crest on the front. You're going to have to come back. What is a gabardine? A gabardine is like a, like a you know, like what a flasher would wear. Right, like a Mac. Like a flasher, yeah, exactly. What like a, school did you go to? I know, told you it was nuns, absolute crackers. So you know if like like a duster or something, as they say, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, when you flash people, it was one of those. You could flash in it real easy. Right, okay. And then a beret with a crest on it. Oh my lord. I know. It's, it sounds slightly paramilitary, the whole thing, it really does. And like, you would be in so much trouble if you weren't head to toe in the full uniform. What was the flash? The flasher thing was just a, like an overcoat, right? Yeah, or you would have a blazer, a, a burgundy blazer with a massive pocket on the front right. with a huge crest on it again. Wow. We were basically branded, Bush. Well, what about this? My school, this is back in the 80s, so uh, brown trousers. Mm, I hate brown. Yellow shirt. Ugh. Brown jumper. Browning yellow striped tie. Just like a poo. <laughs> Great big poo. In the 80s and the 90s, C's for CNA. Right, here's with another thing, beginning with C, from the 1990s, please, Louise. Okay, um, by far one of my favourite programmes, TV programmes of the 1990s. It's been revived a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, but you can't beat the first couple of seasons of it. Uh, Crystal Maze. See, now I've got very vague memories of the Crystal Maze. Just mm-hmm. some bald guy in a, in a like a... Okay. Lame, gold lame jacket. His name is Richard O'Brien. Uh-huh. And he was incredibly flamboyant. Yes. Had the most amazing outfits. And he would run from zone to zone with them. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And so, he, so I thought the teams were like family or friends. Yeah. They did not know each other. 
before going sure? on Crystal Maze. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And then Richard O'Brien would bring them together, and he was he was amazing. Like I watched an episode recently. He was on one of those gold channels, and he was in like red cowboy boots and like lycra leggings. He looked. Fabulous. I always used Absolutely to think, fabulous. would watch him and think, he, he does look cool. I always yeah. used to think to myself, if he walked into a pub in Bristol, he wouldn't last five minutes. <laughs> but they brought it back with people like Stephen Merchant and Richard Iowati, but it was nothing, like no one could emulate Richard O'Brien and nobody could do Crystal Maze like him. So is, it, is that the one where at the end, they'd stand in like a, uh, like a big box? A big dome. A big dome. And mm. then it was like a hair, loads of hair dryers going off. Exactly. And loads of money. Tokens, maybe? Something like like gold stuff. So, like, each each thing that they won got them a crystal, and each crystal was worth maybe 10 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever. So the more crystals they won, right. gave them more time in the dome, thus winning more tokens. That would wind me up, though. Mm. All that stuff flying around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like getting a wasp coming at you on holiday. Get, the, get off! You would have been terrible at I'd, this point. I'd just try to eat it. Surely that would be the best way forward, try and eat as many little gold tokens as you can. Oh my God, I would pay to see you on that. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry about that. Another good C from the A to Z of the 90s. Are you aware of Chuckle Vision? Of course. Paul and Barry. Yeah. Uh, I think, sadly, Barry's no longer with us. True. And... I don't know, I can't really get to the essence of what Chuckle Vision was about, but they were they were supposedly brothers, and they what just... What do you mean, supposedly? Well, I heard, a, again, another rumour. another rumour, yeah. I heard a rumour that one was the other one's dad. <laughs> Genuinely. I don't think that's the case. I think it might be. No, Bush, are you serious? I heard there's a rumour out there that one was the other one's dad. That makes it way worse. It does, yeah. That makes it really inappropriate. It's like... Um, like child labour. A bit like, yeah. Doesn't and get a choice, maybe. And to me, to you, with son to father, it just doesn't feel the same. To me, to you, is, n- <laughs> is not a catchphrase you want to have with your dad. Totally. Uh, in, the <laughs> in the A to Z of the 90s, C, let's leave that there, C okay. is for Chuckle Vision. So, uh, I think my final C is, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, uh, Chris Evans. Okay. Namely, because of TFI Friday. Okay. And TFI Friday was the way I kicked off all of my weekends in the 90s. It was on Channel 4 on a Friday evening. Yeah, Riverboat Song, Ocean Colour Scene, unbelievable. All the people would come on to that. Yeah. Um, unbelievable guests. Like uh-huh. Spice Girl, just everyone from the 90s was on that. Also, first time I heard swearing on the telly. Obviously, it wasn't supposed to happen. Sean Ryder. I was going to say Sean Ryder. Of course, it was it normally Sean Ryder. Is him. And I think he is the only person that is still banned from live television on Channel 4 to this day because of that. Really? He, he was on, I think he had um, his hair dyed blonde. He was in Black Grape mm. at the time, wasn't he? But I love Sean Ryder. You, you never know what you're going to get with him. He's just well, a, he's a live wire. He cursed and then he was told not to curse. And he's like, okay. And then he did a live performance and just used the F word throughout the entire live performance. They were like, okay, and I think because of that they had to start pre-recording some of the shows. Because of Sean? Because of Sean, yeah. It was a great programme. It was a great programme. I've got a lot of time for Sean Ryder. Um, I interviewed him not that long ago and he he said to me, uh, he was going about the fact that he's uh, had to have a hip replacement. (laughs) I said, have have you got a scar? He said, oh yeah, yeah, I've got a fucking scar. Have a look at this. And he pulled his trousers all the way down. No, he didn't. I saw his... Junk. Yep. And? But you know the way if you were going to go... And? What? What do you mean, and? <laughs> what I was I'm not giving it a review. It's not TripAdvisor. But um, he pulled his trousers down like, you know, if you're four and you go for a yeah. wee, he was like, I've never seen anything like it. It's an amazing mental image. It is, yeah. Let's just put that out of your mind. But no, what a great programme to start the weekend off and all that kind of stuff as well. Unbelievable. Uh, in the A to Z of the 90s, C is for Chris Evans.
Right then, let's wrap up with some that have been sent in by our amazing podcast listeners. Yeah. Uh, Stuart says, Mr. C from The Shaman. Okay. So he's the rapper guy from The Shaman. Oh, yeah. So you know, he's good, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does a little rap in the middle of it. I saw you doing that on, on social media there over the weekend, Bush. Little, little, little rapper there. Yeah. yeah. I love it, I love that song. <laughs> I know you do. He's got the biggest gap in his teeth I've ever seen in my life. Does he, yeah? It's about um, two Sorry. pound coins wide. Wow. If you, if you stand a pound coin on its side, Mr. C from The Shaman's gap in his teeth couple of pound coins. Lovely little fact for you there. It's a good fact. I mean, Madonna's got a gap in her teeth she as well. She does, but apparently she got that strategically put in. What, someone did that for her? Yes. Well, like, get like a... <laughs> Chisel. A screwdriver in, just to widen it up a little bit. Because it's supposed to be lucky, isn't it? Have a gap in your teeth? I don't know. I think it comes That's in ridiculous. and out of trends. And I think when it was in, she got it put in. And what, if, if then it goes out of fashion again? She's going to have to close it up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Getting that closed again. Uh, gappy tooth reversal. <laughs> Uh, Dan says, 1995, Eric Cantona's Flying Kick. Mm-hmm. An amazing thing. I can see it now. Flying Kick against the Crystal Palace fan. I think it should be allowed in all sports. Mm-hmm. I, I always find it bad for people who are like professional sports people and they have to stand there and take a load of abuse from idiots in the crowd. And they're not allowed to do anything or retaliate. Mm-hmm. I think they should just do this like rule now where if anyone gobs off in a crowd, you're allowed to just jump in and start hitting them. I agree. I'd like to see that in tennis or badminton. Anything, really. A really kind of calm sport people actually unloading on the fans. Well, like McEnroe, I loved watching McEnroe play tennis back in the day. Yeah. Didn't he give, like, abuse back to the audience at, at times? M- mainly just the umpire and the guy. <laughs> and I mean? his own racket. Yeah, exactly. But I'd like to see him jump in and start punching, throwing some haymakers. Uh, Stu Taylor says, Club Magazine, and he's talking about top shelf magazines now in um, okay. in your news agents Go that on. kind of thing tell me more just I mean I don't I wasn't a reader of it what are you trying to say well I was well, well tell me more I, <laughs> but you seemed to really know what he was talking about you were nodding along there as you read that I just I mean I've mentioned Blue quite a few times over the over the past couple of series of podcasts and stuff like that as well so it does have a special place in my heart mm-hmm. if, you, if you think back to the 80s podcast the best I could have got then uh, what well, the age that I was in the 80s was uh, shredded um, Blue Magazine in, say, a, a hedge near mm-hmm. a, a railway embankment. But going into the 90s, then, it would be in a, in a, in a newsagent's. But and you it, also liked the lingerie sections in a catalogue? Well, yes. L- lingerie was entry-level entry in many level. ways. Okay. I, mean, I meant to say about CNA earlier on, one of the biggest scares that you could have if you're going in uh, to look around CNA to go and get your new school uniform was accidentally getting lost in the lingerie section. <laughs> like the, like the uh, Father Ted scene where they're just lost in it for, like, a whole day. It's like a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Like a D cup on your face. <laughs> face hugger from Alien. What would you do? Would you just like get down on the floor and like just try and get the hell out of there, like a war zone? Or just sit and wait. Okay, till sit, someone came and got you. Sit and wait for help, get a flare going, or do that thing like you, know, you get out of a labyrinth where, or where you keep your hand on the wall. Is that how you get out of a maze? <laughs> I'm not too sure. Right, I think that's it. That's it for another uh, week's episode. Thank you for your brilliant suggestions. We love them. Keep them coming in. Uh, you can get in touch with me on Twitter, at Bush on the Radio, uh, Andy Bush Radio on Instagram. If you want to speak to Louise in any way, you'll have to write Go it down in a yeah. letter. Go, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go via me. Bush. What? Can I buy you a pair of Crocs? No, I'm not wearing Crocs. Let's just come back to where we started with this. You need to get rid of them. This podcast has been edited by Ross Ramsey Golding. God bless him. Uh, the Crocs was an unexpected side route that we took at the very I'm start. Get of it. you in Crocs by the end of the uh, of this podcast. I have a um, twenty six weeks of it. You will right. be in Crocs and socks by Christmas. You mark my words. I have a signet ring with a cyanide capsule in it for exactly that situation <laughs> and scenario. We will see you next week in the eighties and the nineties when we tackle D.